Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. Live from the Double Doink Kicking Camp, it's the 4th and Inches show with Jana and the Sherpa. Jenna, how are you this week? I hear you've had some pretty moving experiences. Yeah, I moved today. So thank you for everyone, especially the Sherpa, and bearing with me and pushing the show back an hour because, you know, moving never really goes to plan. It's 8 o'clock Central Time instead of 8 Eastern. Yeah. Just because I only moved 15 minutes away doesn't mean people don't don't necessarily know I'm not in the same time zone. (laughs) Um, But it, it was... It was tough watching kickers this week. I will say that. I think we're all dealing with a little PTSD after watching <laughs> some of those those kicks. I mean, you just had to feel awful. You make a 60-yarder, you go 61 yards, and it hits every possible upright like human plinko, and you still lose to Kirk Cousins in prime time. It's tough. It's tough out there. I was actually watching that from an airport bar in uh, Minneapolis, so the the patrons there were obviously happy about the outcome, but uh, oh, yeah, it was, it was strange. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were... strangers in a strange land. That was a weird one, and we get to do the whole yeah. London experience all over again this week, just like we all wanted. Yeah, with my giant <laughs> once again time on the short end. <laughs> Sending heavily injured teams over to London because, granted, I know when we make the schedule, we can't know that. But, like, it's it's kind of – I mean, we're sending, like, college teams, basically. I mean, we could send Alabama. I, how are you well, feeling having Saquon Barkley as your starting quarterback? <laughs> um, it was fine as a short-term thing. Hopefully they won't uh, risk getting him killed this weekend doing that, but uh, we'll see either they'll Davis Webb or maybe they'll find Colin Kaepernick or something, who knows, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to see um, Saquon taking any snaps uh, Wildcat or, or another. One guy you can't sign is Blake Bortles, who officially announced he is retired I'm sure uh, they, on a radio I'm show sure this week. Not a retirement. Somehow I feel like you could. Come on. <laughs> to be, to be I, the, I might, I might have to become, a, yeah, like I might have to become a part-time Giants fan if you guys sign Blake Bortles. I think that would be what finally could push me over the edge. Blake Bortles being your quarterback. <laughs> oh, I, it's it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> um, I thought uh, I thought it was C.J. Beathard that they were maybe they'll trade a high draft pick mm-hmm. to Jacksonville for him. I can only hope. I mean, we all missed out on a chance to have C.J. Beathard and Gardner Minshew playing each other again this week. I just, I feel like we all really missed an opportunity. But alas, I'll have to find a way to persevere. Blake Bortles retired. It's a tough week for me. (laughs) My condolences. Thank you. (laughs) Somehow I should be giving you condolences. Your entire offense is injured. 
unfortunately, there are a whole nestload of interns this week. The Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, and you don't have a carnival. Although you do own the tiebreaker. Although owner. neither one of our teams is in first place, so I guess it's kind of yeah. uh, irrelevant at this point. Yeah, I guess we're not the NFC least anymore. I guess there's that, or at least for the moment. Oh, the, I don't know if it's the commanders are. You know, I, I don't know. I think they're going to figure it out, but maybe not. <laughs> Please tell me you're not still in the Carson Wentz. I don't. I think I am. I think I still am. No, come I on. I can't quit it. I don't know why. Um, I'll talk you off. I'll talk you down. Okay. <laughs> Clearly, I need it. I'm in a bad place. Blake Bortles retired. I'm just. I'm in a bad way right now. This is all I have. Um, but we do have. Uh, besides the Blake Bortles retirement in us. But we do have some other information to share with you. I promise I will start talking about other things. Uh, we'll be here for a full hour, as we are every week. Uh, we'll be back at our normal time next week at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to go back to the Eastern time zone instead of the Central. Uh, we'll give you all your news, notes, injuries, waiver wire pickups, who to start, who to state, your game predictions, our daily fantasy picks. Uh, I'm sure there will be some disagreements. We have a lot of kicker injuries tonight as well, which Sherpa always loves. If this one hour isn't enough, you can always find us all over social media or on Twitter at the number four THN and just show at JKIM16 and fantasy underscore Sherpa. We're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. You can email us at the number four THN and just show at gmail.com. And of course, let's do us every week. Be alive or tomorrow in your commute, whatever makes your life work. We're there for you helping you guide you to victory in whatever format you're deciding to play. So, um, one note before I jump into the injury, it's probably going to be a whole Thanksgiving piece, but there's there's quite a few of them this week. Um, we are coming into week five, which, if you recall, this is the first week people are eligible to come off IR, and the, yeah, the NFL, not the non-football injury report, and every other distinction there is, essentially. So there are going to be several people who are designated to return from IR or maybe aren't. So it's going to be a running game tonight. Just fair warning. But we'll start out in Arizona. Gary's uh, thing last week, we saw Sunday morning, uh, or I guess early morning for some of you, J.J. Watt tweeted out that his heart had gotten out of rhythm and had to Jocks back into rhythm, and unfortunately, it was apparently going being leaked by somebody, which came on you. That really didn't need to happen. So he beat them to the punch, and he was very emotional after the game, talking about you know he's got a kid on the way, and like you know he seems scans of a baby heart. He's, he's not thinking it's his heart that would be an issue, but played in the game, he was swatting footballs, seemed like he was okay. He was listed as questionable. Granted. His heart was not working correctly. So uh, the fact that he's played, I think, is crazy. I stubbed my toe. I don't want to play football. <laughs> Good for him. Uh, he's listed as questionable. He will play this week. Wide receiver A.J. Green was limited today. He's dealing with an injury. Uh, and wide receiver Marquise Brown is not practicing. His foot injury looks a little more serious. I keep a stronger eye on that. A.J. Green looks like he's on track to play. They were dealing with several defensive injuries. Pretty much the entire defense is questionable at this point. Be it actually questionable because of injury or questionable because of play. Either way, it's not looking great. Kicker Matt Prater is not going to play this week. He's going to have a We're going to have a backup kicker going there. There are a few of those coming in today, this week. 
somehow Rodrigo Blankenship still doesn't have a job. That's another pill I'm ready to die on. <laughs> and it was noted this week that Colt McCoy uh, was designated to return from IR on Monday. He was on IR with that strained calf, which was in Atlanta. Um, running back Cordero Patterson, uh, every man, wide receiver, sometimes quarterback, whatever they need him to be, unfortunately will not be anything for them for the next four plus weeks. He was put on IR this week after having what they said it was, quote, a small procedure on his knee. Probably had it scoped. He's going to be out for a couple of weeks. It looks like they're hoping it's just a four, but they're not sure. We'll see how he heals. Also, tight end Kyle Pitts didn't cross today. He's dealing with a hamstring injury, so again, Keep an eye on that. Uh, your offense is becoming less dynamic, and now Kyle Pitts has a bad leg, so maybe not the best start this week, but we'll get there in a little bit. In Baltimore, a lot of people are teaching uh, John Harbaugh that sometimes the numbers do lie, and maybe you should have just kicked the field goal, but that's neither here nor there. The Ravens are on a losing streak, and unfortunately also dealing with injuries. J.T. Dobbins isn't practicing. He's still dealing with that chest injury. Is questionable and, and decision. I'm going to Justice Hill is doubtful. He's not practicing. He suffered a foot injury on Sunday. He actually suffered it like mid run and continued on for the first down. So, great. again, he'll probably be a game time decision. In better news, though, running back Gus Edwards is officially back at practice. He's on the clip list after carrying his ACL last year. So, he's on the bend. Not playing this week, but he's coming back. And I don't think they really could use it. Uh, out in Buffalo, the other end of that, that wild game last week, put in Dawson Knox, not practicing, he's feeling his foot, and now also hamstring injuries. He should play this week. Uh, he's been playing for it, and I expect him to continue doing that. <laughs> also, wide receiver Isaiah McKenzie is not practicing. He suffered a concussion last week. He is still in the protocol, and as of this moment, not looking like he's on track to play, but hopefully that changes. We'll be talking about a lot of concussions this week. Spoiler alert, we'll be talking about two in a little bit. <laughs> in Carolina, wide receiver LaVisca Chenault Jr., not I.I., but is not practicing with his own hamstring injury. He's questionable going into the weekend. It looks like he's trending towards playing, but eye on that. Uh, it also was reported that the Baker Mayfield experience is going to continue to roll on because Sam Darnold is not close to returning is on IR with a high ankle sprain, which looked terrible in the last of the preseason. Not close does not sound good. So he's still working on rehabbing. Also, several of their defensive players are questionable right now, so keep an eye on that as the week goes on. Out in Chicago, running back Dave Montgomery is not practicing today. As we told you last week, it's pretty unlikely he's going to play this week. They have their bye week coming up, and it looks like that ankle injury was not an insignificant one. So they're going to try to get him some rest. In the meantime, um, I, I would expect him to not be on the field this week, so have a plan B there. Wide receiver Nikhil Harry, however, has been designated to return to practice from IR, so he's hopefully on the right track with his own ankle injury. And also, just keep in mind that the center Cody Whitehair was placed on IR this week with a knee injury, so Justin Fields already had a whole plethora of issues and now it's a backup center. So one more thing to add on to the pile there. In Cincinnati, with another kicker injury. <laughs> Evan McPherson is unlimited with a groin injury. He's going to be a game-time decision. Uh, it might be a good time for us to practice. Maybe we can catch on somewhere. 
going to be a lot of job openings right now. Uh, also, in Cincinnati, they are dealing with some tight end issues. Drew Sample is officially on IR now. He's about the last two weeks after injuring his knee in week two. They've officially decided he's going to miss several months, which we all knew before, but they made it official this week. They didn't hate him first. Also, we're going to be up practice day. He's going to have a groin injury, so he's questionable, but it looks like he's going to play this weekend. Wide receiver T. Higgins is limited as well with an ankle injury. They did, however, handle multiple defense players back. I think three has major return from IR this week and then has come back to practice. So that defense is going to be a little healthier, which will help things. Um, it's one of many issues, but at least that one looks like it's going in the right direction. In Cleveland, if you thought Cincinnati said that issue is bad, let me raise you one. Harrison Bryant is sick. He's out practicing. David and Joku not practicing with what they're calling knee injury and rest. Not sure which is worse or which is more important. Clearly, neither of them are looking like they're in a great place because they signed in, they signed tight end Pharaoh Brown today. Uh, I'm not laughing at Pharaoh Brown. Great, great human being. Good for him. He's actually already listed on the injury report, though. He signed this morning, and he's already questionable with hip and shoulder injuries, so I'm just thinking maybe that might not have been and he's starting a tender problem. We'll see how that plays out. Um, when Dr. Ford was put on IR with an ankle injury, uh, Jadavion Clowney is not practicing with an ankle injury. He's questionable going into the weekend. Miles Garrett, however, coming off that scary car accident last week, was limited with shoulder and bicep injuries. Um, for him, being out there, it was messy. In Dallas. <laughs> Actually, not that bad this week. Um, Jerry Jones went on the radio today, saw me bring up before, to let us know that Dak Prescott's still having issues with gripping the football. I don't know if that's at all related to Cooper Rush winning another football game and maybe we're not so hot on Dak coming back, but we'll see what happens. Apparently, this is not going to be the week, so week six versus Eagles, it seems very, very limited fashion. He still needs time to rehab that foot injury and it's going to be a few more weeks, it sounds like. <clears throat> I'm in Denver, and they're playing in our Thursday night game, so a short week for them. What about Russell Wilson? Unexpectedly popped up with the injury yesterday with the right shoulder injury. That's his throwing shoulder for those of you keeping score at home. He was cleared today to play, so he's going to play on Thursday night. They are, however, going to be without at least one guards and multiple defenders, including Randy Gregory, who went on IR with an injury this week. That's also, unfortunately, Running back to Dante Williams, weekend hand out for the season. They have subsequently signed running back for CBS Murray, so he's going to be on the field this week. Then Greg Bilches is not ready to come off IR yet with his hamstring injury, so it's going to be another week or two. And wide receiver Tyrese Strickland is virtual with the hamstring. Uh, it's going to be an extreme work comparison. He has a good. And maybe possibly the most injured team on the injury report, State for the Buccaneers. Is the Detroit Lions. The entire, I, the entire offense is not practicing. It doesn't look like they're going to be practicing, so I'm not even sure how they're running practice right now. Um, they did TJ Hawkinson, not practicing with a hip injury. He's going to keep playing through it. He only put up 30 fantasy points last week, so I, I think we're okay there. And Frank right now is still questionable, as is literally the entire offensive line, so keep that in mind would be a tough move for Jared Goff, especially because he might not have anyone to actually throw the football to. 
backgrounds is not practicing. He's doing an ankle injury. He has shown ankle injury. He's also not practicing. And Amuna R. St. Brown is dealing with an ankle injury, not practicing. So if you're keeping score at home, that is three wide receivers. So wide receiver Jamison Williams, who was on IR with an injury, he's progressing but not ready to come off IR and start practicing until after their bye week in six. Quintez thesis left the game Sunday. We all thought maybe he'd have a good fantasy day. Unfortunately, he's split. He's questionable going into the weekend and running back St. Andre Swift. He's not practicing with children in green. Not looking good for this weekend as well. In Green Bay, wide receiver Alan Lazard is limited to an ankle injury. Can he keep playing through it? They're also going to be probably without multiple offensive linemen again. Center Josh Myers. That's a problem for Aaron Rodgers. We'll see how that plays out. In Houston, tight end Brevin Jordan is not practicing. He's dealing with an ankle injury. Pretty questionable going into the weekend. Also, most of their defense didn't practice today. Some of that is rest. A lot of it's not. Keep an eye on that, although I hope you're not starting the Texans defense. We can find something better for you. The other half of our Thursday night game this week, Indianapolis Colts. Uh, biggest name here, Jonathan Taylor, not going to play this week. Got an ankle injury. They're not going to put him out there in a short week. Jack Leonard also not going to play. He's dealing with a concussion, and two other defenders have also been ruled out as well. So, looks like we're going a little walking wounded this week. What happens on Thursday night? Jaguars finally have an injury report after the healthiest team in the league. Wide receiver Zay Jones is limited today with an ankle injury. In Kansas City, they're dealing with a few injuries to their defensive end, as well as kicker Harrison Butker, who didn't play last week with that high ankle sprain. It's questionable going into this week. We just, just let Justin Reed kick hit bombs in play. It's what it happens. That's what we all want. Out in Oakland, uh, I'm sorry, Las Vegas, <laughs> tight end Foster Monroe is not practicing with a knee injury. Wide receiver Hunter Renfro is still trying to come back from the concussion he suffered two weeks ago. Still in the concussion protocol and not practicing. Not looking great, but he's got a chance for this weekend. Linebacker Danielle Perriman also is knocked out of Sunday's game with concussion. He's still not practicing and has a protocol as well. And other side, it's the Chargers wide receiver Josh Palmer was limited with an ankle injury. Keenan Allen did not practice with a hamstring injury. And kicker Dustin Hopkins was full with a foot injury. Like said, a lot of kickers, a lot of injuries. Still no time to come. And Joey Rose officially has started. He's going to be out eight to ten weeks at the groin muscle. Not necessarily for the whole season, but a whole lot of it. Rams are dealing with several secondary. Uh, also, both their starting and backup centers are injured. Uh, a high ankle sprain and knee injury, respectively. Hopefully, one of them is on the field this week. Otherwise, good luck, Matt Staff. In Miami, we all saw Thursday night, Tua Tungabailoa have a very scary, what very likely was his second concussion in five days, um, and with Clinton off the field. They've finally officially ruled him out for this week, but he was firing his starter. Also, Dalton, the wide receiver, Jalen Waddle, is now practicing a groin injury. Again, this has been going on for a few weeks to play through it. The Vikings have no new injuries to report. So good for them. They, they made it back from London in one piece, minus Anthony Sine, who fractured his leg and had some I believe he's still in. Okay. The Patriots were without quarterback Max Jones last week after the high ankle sprain. He's technically limited at practice. I'm not entirely sure how that's possible, but he's not ruled out for this week. Bill Belichick is still not an orthopedic surgeon. However, Brian Hoyer did get knocked out of the game with the concussion of a quarterback, Bailey Zappi. 
find out, uh, but probably not until Sunday. Wide receiver Jacoby Myers is in limited with a knee injury. That continues on. He's questionable going into the weekend. And Tyson Thornton, who broke his collarbone in preseason, was designated to return from IR. So if you're thinking about stashing him down the line, might be some start thinking about doing that. Hit in Johnny Smith is doubtful. Because what they're calling a low ankle sprain, we don't get that very often. <laughs> he is likely not going to be on the field this week, so have a plan B there. Also, most of the defenses list is questionable as well, but it is still Belichick on one team, so it can definitely be questionable all the time. The Rolling Saints are still, still not sure who's going to play quarterback, still not really sure who's going to play running back. Alvin Kamara did not play last week. He's planning on playing this week. He's asked him. He says he's going to. It happens on Sunday. Jason uh, Hill still listed as a tight end, also still limited with a rib injury. So if James Winston can't go, and he's not practicing now, he's focusing on the defense. And he would be your starter again. And officially, James is now listed with back, ankle, and So he's annuling up every week. Good for him. Wide receiver Jarvis Lander is also limited with an ankle injury. And Michael Thomas is now practicing with that ever present foot injury. And the Giants took quite a beating this week. Uh, Daniel Jones is not having him with a sprained ankle. And Tyrod Taylor came in and pretty much immediately suffered a concussion. So it's Saquon Barkley, your quarterback by the end of the game. Tyrod Taylor still in concussion protocol. Daniel Jones still tend on that ankle. Not sure he's going to play quarterback this week. But uh, as you noted, let's I don't know. <laughs> Come Sunday, uh, not sure if whoever plays quarterback they're going to throw to. Which James is not practicing. He's dealing with an ankle injury. Neil Robinson was limited today with a knee injury. Kadarius Tony is limited with a hamstring injury. And Kenny Galladay uh, is likely not even going to make the trip to London. He's dealing with an MCL sprain in his knee. And most of the defense is also questionable. So not sure who's running out there in London, but someone's going to. On the other side of town, the Jets running back Brees Hall was limited with a knee injury, and quarterback Jack Wilson was also limited today with an ankle injury. He's going to play through. In better news, defensive end uh, Vinny Curry was designated to return from IR with hamstring injury. They are also going to potentially be without a few offensive and defensive linemen. Good eye on that. In Philadelphia, Eagles kicker Chase Elliott is now practicing with an ankle injury. He's hoping to play, but again, keep an eye on it. Running back Boston Scott is dealing with three injuries. He's limited to practice today. They also lost three defenders last week uh, to very injuries, shoulders, concussions, head to left knees and toes, as well as tackle Jordan Mailata, uh, who is having his shoulder MRI today. Not a sexual run game, so keep an eye on that. The Steelers officially have entered the Kenny Pickett era. came in uh, last week to provide a spark for three interceptions off the game, but he did provide a spark. <laughs> how that goes. Most of their defense was questionable uh, and limited to practice, so we'll see who ends up playing this weekend. Out in San Francisco, wide receiver Javon Jennings is limited with an ankle injury. Battle's getting a little healthier. Nobody knew on the injury report, but they were getting two defensive ends back. Defensive ends back from IR. They were designated to return and return to practice. Not me to heard this before. The entire Buccaneers offense is injured. <laughs> Tom Brady did not practice. He's Officially listed with right shoulder and right finger injuries. 
Chris Godwin was limited today with knee injury. Julia Jones was limited on a Wednesday, which is a good sign with his own knee injury. Brashad Perriman was limited with knee and hamstring injuries. Russell Gage was limited with a hamstring injury. And tight end Cameron Bright is not practicing. He was knocked out of the game with a concussion. He doesn't look like he had to play. still technically in the concussion protocol, but it's a strong and Tennessee wide receiver Traylon Burks is now practicing with a toe injury. He's pretty special going into the weekend. And the Commanders wide receiver Stephon Dodson is now practicing with a hamstring injury. Curtis Samuel Stick, he's not practicing. But in the best injury in all week, running back Brian Robinson, who has four shots twice in the preseason, unfortunately, uh, is officially designated to return from IR and is practicing, and that is a great sight to see. So, a lot of bummers on Andrew Report, but there is some some spark at the end there. <laughs> now we've got a few holes to fill. There's anybody left out there, Sherpa? <laughs> um, not really, but we'll throw some names around and really. see if maybe <laughs> try them on and see if any fit. Uh, uh, for running backs, uh, Cordero Patterson's absence from the Falcons is opening up opportunities for Tyler Algier and uh, Caleb Huntley. Um, uh, New Orleans, um, Latavius Murray had a nice uh, game filling in, but then he quickly got snatched up by the um, the Broncos for their um, off of the New Orleans practice squad. So now Latavius Murray will suit up for uh, Denver tomorrow night. Uh, Mike Boone also an option there, but Melvin Gordon still figures to be the starter there, so temper your expectations. Raheem Mostert still available in a lot of leagues, and he may or may not be the number one running back for Miami, although, you know, without uh, to a quarterback that, um, you know, not sure having the Miami, you know, that might not be as desirable as it would have been with him there. Uh, Isaiah um, Pacheco with the, Kansas City seems to be getting more run, mm-hmm. although you know, Clyde Edwards Hilaire doesn't look like he's about to cede his position. And um, same thing in Tampa Bay, Rashad White, rookie, looking good, but you know, again, running for that, I don't think he's going anywhere. So, anyway, you know, um, I guess if I had to throw a dart, it's probably uh, Tyler um, Algier at this point, but again, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not um, real keen on any of those. Uh, if you if he's still out there and you really want a dart throw, see if uh, Brian Robinson is uh, yeah. still in your league's uh, waiver wire just in case uh, he uh, hasn't been scooped up yet, but there's outside chance he might play on Sunday, and you know, I wouldn't expect him to supplant uh, Antonio Gibson right away, but there's definitely the possibility for that to happen down the road. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they seem open to it, and we do know that the commanders love a running back by committee situation. Well, this year their team is so bad that they're not going to be in a position to, you know, rely on their running game a lot. They're going to be playing a lot of games from behind, in my humble estimation. Yeah, yeah. I'm not ready to give up on the Carson Wentz bandwagon. That's okay. I think it's literally just me and Carson Wentz at this point. Not, not even sure the commanders are. <laughs> Maybe Blake Bortles is rooting for him somewhere. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Okay. Somewhere Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> is waiting for a phone call. 
He might be. I mean, he could he could host the Amazon Prime on Thursday, go play on Sunday. No big deal. Well, it would be funny if the book, if uh, he got, if Tom Brady, something happened to him and they signed on to Patrick to be. Oh, that'd be great. Well, see, that's that's that the kind of sense. drama we need. Yeah. I've got all I sorts like of it. scripts, you know, queued up and ready to go. So just let me know if you need one. We're okay. ready. We're, we're ready here at Fourth Financial Show. Um, speaking of <laughs> being ready, wide receivers, if you need one, Michael Gallup um, is still out there in a lot of leagues. George Pickens with yeah. Pittsburgh, although um, Chase Claypool is my preference there, although you know, George Pickens is definitely looking like you know, a better option the last couple of weeks, but I'm not so sure that uh, you know, when Kenny Pickett gets established that uh, – you know, that Chase Claypool might turn out to be the better option there over the long haul. But we'll see. Corey Davis yeah. getting some opportunities with the Jets. Alex Pierce with Indianapolis. Josh Reynolds, although he's dinged up himself by in Detroit as long as Amon Ross, St. Brown, and DJ Chark are out. Marquez Valdez-Scantling in Kansas City. You know, all those guys are uh, potentially out there for you if uh, you need a fill-in wide receiver off the waiver wire. There's still some options. I mean, it's always a revolving door, but we got something out there. What about quarterbacks? Yeah. You gonna recommend uh, old Blake Bortles? What do you think? Um, <laughs> only if you're playing in a league where you start retired quarterback. Sure, although I probably still sentimentally start Joe Namath over him or Phil Sims, but that's just me. <laughs> that's fair. Um, that's fair. Jared Goff still out there, remarkably, in a lot of leagues. Um, I think yeah. that's pretty much the perfect storm. You know, he's got a really talented uh, group of offensive players with him, and that defense is pretty awful. And figures if you're giving up 45 points, 48 points to Seattle, chances are there are not going to be many teams you're able to hold in check. So you know, I, I think that's, he's that's probably fair. a viable option for the rest <laughs> of the season. And if they get uh, Jameson Williams uh, in a few weeks, that could really even – ratchet up their uh, offense to another gear, but we'll see. Kenny Pickett, um, not too sanguine about his prospects in the immediate future, but uh, give him a few weeks and maybe they'll start opening up the offense a little bit. Uh, Geno Smith with Seattle, I'm still not sold on him, but hard to argue with the performance the last couple weeks. Uh, I know you don't want to hear this, but Jimmy Garoppolo is definitely entrenched now in San Francisco and with that defense as good as it is, he's going to be spending a lot of time on the field. Teddy Bridgewater in Miami, more of a stopgap. Ryan Tannehill, um, I'm still not sold on him, even if Tennessee turns it around. I still think it's going to be the Derrick Henry show. Yeah. And then uh, um, whoever is starting for Tampa, I mean for New Orleans uh, this weekend, whether it's Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton, might also be a, a good desperation dart throw this weekend uh, since they're playing Seattle. Yeah, I mean, there there are points to be had. <laughs> I think we've seen that. There are definitely points to be had. On the tight end front, uh, Hayden Hurst is a particular favorite of mine. Of course, he's dinged up. But uh, if he's healthy enough to play, you know, that offense seems to be getting into gear now. And you know, even if he's a you know, yeah. tertiary or whatever the fourth would be, quadertiary you know, um, <laughs> option there. He's, uh, I'm just inventing words here, but uh, he'd be a 
interesting. I'm here for it. I'm a player. <laughs> Mo Alley Cox in Indianapolis. Uh, Will Disley in Seattle. Both of them seem to be getting some more run the last couple of weeks. And then uh, Taysom Hill, uh, never quite sure what to expect of him. Hasn't really had a you know big um, outbreak yet for New Orleans, but he's still there and still capable of playing a bunch of positions that they have injuries at. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, there's some options. And then finally, if you need to stream a defense this weekend, uh, Jacksonville hosting Houston and uh, Minnesota hosting the Bears are both widely available too. So see if one of them is available. Yeah, yeah, pretty much anyone playing the Bears right now are real good picks. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much anybody from an offense facing – the Lions defense and anybody, any team facing the, um, the Bears offense or you know, things you want a piece of this season. That's my early take on things. Ooh, okay. Also, I uh, just came through that the protester that Bobby Wagner tackled on Monday Night Football has now filed a criminal complaint against him. <laughs> yeah. I was doing something illegal by trespassing on the field, but that doesn't excuse somebody trying to get me off the field. Exactly. Make sure I don't hurt people <laughs> with whatever that was. I, I, somehow I suspect Bobby Wagner's going to come out okay on this. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he'll be missing any time or subject to any elite discipline for that. Just no, no, like when Peyton Manning is making fun of your form, I think I, I don't think you have a lot of leg to stand on. And quite frankly, the way Bobby Wagner hit you, you might not be standing on any legs right now. But yeah. no, keep an eye on that. No. <laughs> Should we get into uh, some uh, player wrecks? Yeah, let's let's take a look at running backs slash quarterbacks. You like this week. Up Saquon Barkley? <laughs> I have uh, old Saquon at the top. Of- Saquon's at the top of my list. I love the matchup. I love the fact that there's literally no other offense. He has to be the man. As long as the plane gets to London, he's the guy. <clears throat> um, he might be driving on it. the others. Maybe. <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> I mean, there is nothing that man can't it's do. Saquon, you ever right? flown a plane before? Well, I did a flight you simulator try? in college once. Good, get up here. <laughs> Perfect. It's your All buddy. the other pilots Good are yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's I, I'm putting all my eggs in that basket. I'm good there. Uh, I, I like Christian McCaffrey as well. I know he's been a little banged up, but I, I think I don't respect the 49ers quite as much as you do, and I certainly don't respect Baker Mayfield. So that is their entire offense. Nick Chubb out in Cleveland. I just think that's a high-scoring game on both sides of the ball. Austin Eckler and Derrick Henry, uh, as we talked about, the commanders might not be the most intimidating of forces out there, but the Titans aren't either. Joe Mixon coming in at six for me, Leonard Fournette, Jamal Williams, Dalvin Cook, and Josh Jacobs making a surprise check-in in the top ten for me this week. All right. We only have two that we agree on, so this or three, I think, two or three. So this is going to be an interesting week, I can tell already. All right. Um, my top ten consists of Joe Mixon really. here at one, Eric Henry at two, Miles Sanders three, Jeff Wilson four, J.K. Dobbins, assuming he's healthy enough to play five, Devin Singletary, Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, James Conner, and Alvin Kamara, again with the caveat, if he's healthy enough to play. 
Honorable mentions, James Robinson, Dalvin Cook, Damian Pierce, Jamal Williams, and Leonard Fournette. So when we go down to my honorable mentions, I finally start overlapping with you a little bit. But uh, we've we've had more uh, picks in common in in some other weeks. Yeah, we're riding the ship here. I I can sense the tide is turning. Um, my list, <clears throat> it's got uh, both of the Rams running backs, Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson Jr. I don't love the matchup against the Cowboys. I'm a little biased there. But also, I just don't know who's going to get more carries. I'm tired of trying to figure it out. Um, staying away from both of them. Chase Edmonds in Miami, J.D. McKissick in Washington, uh, Rex Burkhead, Mike Boone, Rashad White in Tampa Bay. I, I don't think there's going to be enough value there even against the Falcons. Eno Benjamin, Rashad Penny, and Khalil Herbert in Chicago. All right. I actually have Saquon on the top of my avoid list. I just He's flying the plane right now. You don't believe in him? I respect the Packers' defense, and I also think Mm. when you don't have any other options on offense sooner or later, a good defense is going to figure that out and start keying on you and – I mean, granted, I think you and I figured it out, so probably the Packers have to. <laughs> probably. Just a while. I'm thinking it's not, you should give us a call. <laughs> yeah. um, Josh Jacobs is on my avoid list. Najee Harris, Antonio Gibson, Brian Robinson, whoever starts for the Commanders. Cam Akers, I agree with you there. Tyler Algier, I recommended him as a pickup, but uh, ideally you wouldn't be starting him this week. Whoever it is starting for Denver this week, Melvin Gordon, Latavius Murray, Mike Boone, whoever, don't start them. Raheem Mostert, Chase Edmonds, I agree there. You know, that's something to stay away from. David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert in Chicago, stay away. And then Deion Jackson, who's been a trendy pickup because uh, Jonathan Taylor is out. Uh, but I would stay away from him as well. Yeah, see, what what worries me is they didn't entirely know how to use Jonathan Taylor when – it was Jonathan Taylor. So I'm not sure what makes people feel like their run game is going to get significantly better here in Indianapolis. But I appreciate the optimism. Uh, how about wide receivers who are you liking this week? Stefan Diggs at the top of my list, followed by Jamar okay. Chase, Marquise Brown, assuming he's healthy, Justin Jefferson, um, A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, Christian Kirk, Mike Evans, Romeo Dubs, and Juju Smith-Schuster uh, rounding out my top ten uh, a trio of uh, injured, to some extent, players uh, on my honorable mention list. If any of these guys are healthy enough to play, you want to start them, and that would be Rashad Bateman, Simone Ross, St. Brown, and Chris Godwin. Okay. I, I Some of your – we have some overlap. Actually, a fair amount. Um I have Cooper Cup at the top of my list. Stefan Diggs a very close second. I just love this matchup for Stefan Diggs against the Steelers. I think that's going to right a lot of wrongs for this this Bills offense. But Cooper Cup, I'm not sure if Matt Stafford's aware he can throw to other people. Right now he's the only one, and even if you're triple covered, he's still making catches. So I I suspect he probably will break through a few times here against the Cowboys. Devontae Adams checking in at three for me. I think that this is going to be another high-scoring game, and I think it's going to be a hard-fought one, and we're going to see a lot of Devontae Adams catching out there. Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill rounding out my top five. Demar Chase, uh, A.J. Brown out in Philadelphia. 
might be the first time he's checked in on the list. Amon Ross St. Brown, as long as he has a pulse and is near a football field, I'm okay with starting him. C.D. Lamb, uh, even with Michael Gallup back, I think there's still going to be a pretty decent value there. T. Higgins in Cincinnati and Devo Samuel rounding out my top ten. Okay. Um, top three guys on my avoid list were all your recommended list, so apparently we have Fantastic. some <laughs> discrepancies there, too. Um, I, would, you. I don't like the matchups this week for Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, or Tyreek Hill. I'm not sure, especially Tyreek Hill with Teddy Bridgewater. If he's somebody you can just automatically start with Teddy Bridgewater, he had a nice game um, even when Teddy Bridgewater came in last week, so maybe there's something there, but uh, still, I'm just uh, not not excited about uh, any of those three guys this week. Michael Pittman in Indianapolis, Terry McLaurin, Deontay Johnson, Devonta Smith, George Pickens, Darnell Moody, and Chase Claypool are also uh, guys that I'd be looking to avoid this week if I can help it. Yeah, we have some overlap. George Pickens also on my avoid list. Uh, Corey Davis on as well. Brandon Ayuk. Uh, this also might be part of a product of me not being a Jimmy Garoppolo fan, but I did let Debo Samuel slide. Um, Isaiah McKenzie, as we talked about, he's got a concussion. If he plays, I don't want any part of it, especially it just it's unnecessary. I'd rather stick with someone a little healthier. Um, I'm staying away from Jerry Judy in Denver. It's a Thursday night game. Russell Wilson might have a hurt shoulder. I'm still not entirely sure which wide receivers he wants to throw to, but I don't feel like it's Jerry Judy. Elijah Moore, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Adam Thielen, which, again, it's the same thing I say every week. Why is he not a bigger part of this offense? Um, I just, for the life of me, can't really figure that out. Um, also staying away from DJ Moore and Jacoby Myers. Quarterbacks, who do you like? Well, Blake Bortles, no. Um, Josh Allen is at the top of my list. <laughs> uh, I think they have a chance to play this week. Yes, yes. So if we're going to narrow it down to those parameters, I'll go with Josh Allen. Um, I think he's going to put up a million points on the Steelers' defense. Sorry, Pittsburgh, I just don't see it. Um, believe it or not, I have Jalen Hurts all the way up at number two this week. I don't personally like doing it, but as a semi-logical human being. I think it had to be done. Uh, Lamar Jackson coming in at three. Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert rounding out my top five. Jalen Hurts. One of these things is not like the other. Uh, Joe Burrow coming in at six for me. Kyler Murray, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, and Jared Goff, who might not have anyone but TJ Hawkinson to throw to. And I'm okay with that. I still think he's going to end up with top ten quarterback numbers. Uh, a fair amount of overlap on our list. I also have Josh Allen at the top of my list, Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Kirk Cousins, Trevor Lawrence, Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady rounding out my top ten. An honorable mention to Jared Goff and Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, Motor City Dan Campbell's got people people fired up in Detroit. I think it's working. I think something's happening there. Um, I'm definitely more interesting players- to watch. Oh, for sure, for sure. I, if I could get an ISO cam on Dan Campbell on the sideline, just like a picture-in-picture, picture, I'd, I'd pay money for that, like actual real money. Um, but despite that, and really we should probably think about trying to find a way to monetize that because I think that would be it. Um, quarterbacks I'm looking to avoid. Tom Brady is at the top of the list. Uh, I know Atlanta is not a scary 
tempo or defense to play, but everyone on the offense is hurt. Maybe he's got some personal life issues going on. Maybe he's hurt. I'm not really sure, but I don't like it. There's blood in the water. I'm not interested. It's just too weird for me. Staying away from Marcus Mariota on the other side of that, Daniel Jones, he's flying to London. He's got a bad ankle. He might lose his job to his own starting running back. Probably a good good day to stay away. Jacoby Brissett in Cleveland, Zach Wilson, Ryan Tannehill. As much as I want to tell you, go ahead and start Carson Wentz. Probably don't start Carson Wentz this week. <laughs> also, also staying away from uh, Geno Smith, Seamus Winston at all, Andy Dalton, whoever is out there, um, as well as Matthew Stafford against the Cowboys. I'm not sure when you were uh, talking about Tampa Bay whether you mentioned that Cole Beasley is retired this week, too. Oh, it's a shame. But, you know, he is resilient. Much like his unvaccinated self, he just keeps popping back up everywhere we turn. Uh-huh. I'm sure someone's going to catch on. <laughs> well, you would have thought Florida would be the perfect him, place so. for him. <laughs> you would think. Yeah, but, but I guess uh, not. Apparently, for whatever reason, that didn't work out. So, um, no. Quarterbacks I'm looking to avoid. I agree with you on Matthew Stafford. Uh, also on my list, Derek Carr, Matt Ryan, Geno mm-hmm. Smith, not on board yet, Daniel Jones, Teddy Bridgewater, Justin Fields, Kenny Pickett, Carson Wentz, and Marcus Mariota. Okay. It's, a, it's a, a good list. We've got some overlap. I would also just like to point out that despite the fact that it looks like I will hold a grudge forever, I have come around on Geno Smith. I have. It is their redemption is possible. <laughs> Unlikely but <I'm>, possible. <laughs> I'm not sold yet. I mean it was a cool plum suit he wore in the game last week, but Which was great, yeah. His, uh, not quite <laughs> sold on the, the football abilities yet, but we'll see. All right. Uh, tight ends guys that I like thing. this week. Um, Hayden Hurst at the top of my list, Mark Andrews, Ooh, Travis Kelsey, like Zach Ertz, Dallas Guttert, uh, Dawson Knox, who would be higher up on the list if he weren't dinged up, TJ Hawkinson, George Kittle, Evan Engren, Robert Tanyan rounding out my top ten, and Herb Smith uh, garnering an honorable mention. Herb Smith, love that. Herb Smith is in my purgatory. It makes me sad, but I'm just, just not not sure what we're going to get out of out of that game. Um, I have Travis Kelsey at the top of my list. As I said, I think this is a high-scoring game, and with that comes Travis Kelsey probably scoring the first touchdown in the game. Feel free to bet that on DraftKings. It'll make you some money, I can tell you firsthand. Um, but in all seriousness, Travis Kelsey, I think, has a great matchup against this Raiders defense. He's all day going to be open. Mark Andrews in Baltimore, for me, is a no-brainer. Even is with Cincinnati getting a little healthier, he's he's still the guy. T.J. Hawkinson, his leg could fall off. That seems to not be affecting his ability to catch footballs, so I like him still at number three on the list. Darren Waller and George Kittle checking in, as well as Zach Ertz. Pat Fryermuth and Dallas Goddard, as well as Gerald Everett. Notably, a couple of guys who are injured, and it's not looking great. Kyle Pitts, David Njoku staying off the list. 
and Tyler Higby, I'm just not even sure that Matt Stafford is aware that he could throw him the football because it doesn't seem like it. So I don't know if there's enough value there. It should be a good play, but I don't think it's going to work. So anyway, I'm trying to stay away. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Darren Waller at the top of my avoid list. Uh, Kyle Pitts also on my avoid list. Pat Fryermuth, who was on your recommended list, on my avoid list. Logan Thomas, Dalton Schultz, Tyler Higby. Mike Kosicki, Moali Cox, Cole Komet, and Daniel Bellinger uh, of my Giants all on the avoid list for this week. got to be honest, I think we could put most of the Giants on the avoid list this week. This is just one of them. Um, but Dawson Knox is on my avoid list. Like you said, just not totally healthy, and I don't think they need him to be a star here in this game. Dalton Schultz, I'm not. Not totally sold on how healthy he is. I am going to tell you he's a good daily fantasy pick in uh, just a few minutes here, but I don't know if I'm ready to go all in on that. I'm benching him in a lot of my leagues, and I'm doing it without thinking twice about it. Robert Tanyan's uh, not good, going to work for me this week. Tyler Conklin in the New York. I'm still trying to feel out how that's going to go, and I don't love the matchup there. Um, Cameron Brate, if he tries to get on a football field, just say no. Stay away from the concussion. Jawan Johnson. Will Disley, Cole Komet, Moali Cox, staying away from the whole bunch. Okay, and defenses, what do you like? Well, I like the Bills an awful lot. I think over our uh, position rankings, I've impressed upon you that I think the Bills are going to slaughter the Steelers this week. Um, And I, I think that holds up here. I also like the 49ers against Carolina. It's just, it's just not a fair fight. Buccaneers, again, against Atlanta, even though they're injured, I just I have a hard time picking Atlanta to do something well. I'm putting the Buccaneers on the on the top three of my start list for defenses. The Vikings check in, as well as the Jaguars are in at the top five. They're playing Houston this week. Kind of a no-brainer. Um, the Rams, Eagles, Broncos, Cowboys, Dolphins, Packers, I mean, just – Kind of throw them all against the wall and see what sticks. I think I think there are a lot of higher scoring games. These are some of the lower end of that this week, so I think there are points to be had. For me, uh, Miami and excuse me, Minnesota and Buffalo were the two teams that I would be um, most anxious <clears throat> to start, most eager to start this week. For me, they're kind of in a tier by themselves. Um, next tier would include Tennessee, Kansas City, Denver, Green Bay the Jets, and Dallas, and then a uh, tier after that would include Tampa Bay and San Francisco. Okay. I like that we brought the tiers back. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, them. and there were only 10 in total, I actually. This it was, like, really, really checking all the boxes here. I like it. <laughs> um, teams to, to avoid defensively, um, I think it goes without saying we both probably feel the Steelers and the Bears should be avoided. <laughs> Texans, uh, Chargers, Ravens, Lions, the Chiefs, Panthers, the Colts, the Saints. It just doesn't. There's there's a lot of not so great matchups going on this week. For me, uh, Pittsburgh and Baltimore are the two teams I'd be most looking to avoid this week in terms of starting defenses. Other defenses I'm not keen on include the Eagles, Cincinnati, Las Vegas, Chicago, New England, Houston, Carolina, and Arizona. Yeah, there you go. 
there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Right. We have given you so much player knowledge. Now we got to pick some games. <laughs> okay. Thursday night, the India Denver, Jonathan Taylor hurt. Um, Russell Wilson may not be at full strength, but they played a little bit better. They showed some signs of life uh, against Vegas in that game on offense, and I think they'll have enough to win this at home. I'll say Denver 24, Indy 21. I think that Denver wins this 28-21. I think they win convincingly, and I think Matt Ryan's going to kind of be looking around like, hey, guys, you sold me on this job because I had Jonathan Taylor playing next to me, and now what are we doing? And it's I don't think it's going to get better before it gets worse. I think it's going to get worse before it gets better there. So Denver's a little healthier. They look a little more cohesive, and Indianapolis is struggling. But, again, it's a Thursday night game. Weird stuff always happens. Never say never. (laughs) Okay. On Sunday morning, my Giants are over in London. Technically, they're the road team against the Packers, who – have to burn a home game for that, but uh, yeah, anyway, I don't think it's going to matter. I mean, the Giants, they're 3-1, and one, but realistically, they've played some teams that aren't very good. When I look down their schedule, I think a realistic um, you know, scenario for them is to finish something you know, close to 500. But if I had to guess right now, I'd say 8-9, and nine, but I think this will be the second of the nine uh, defeats they're going to suffer this season. Um, I don't think it'll be a romp because Green Bay – I think still trying to figure some things out on offense, but you know, when you have Aaron Rodgers going against the Giants uh, defense, I'm sure he's seen everything they're going to throw at him, even the gimmicky uh, blitzes and all. But anyway, I'll go with uh, Green Bay 21 over the Giants. Excuse me, Green Bay 27 over the Giants 21. My heart of hearts really wants to pick the Giants to win this game for the sheer fact there really is no logical way that should happen. Like, the best option at quarterback right now is your starting running back. That's not ideal. And also, who's he going to throw the ball to? But it just feels like one of those things where it's just there's so many weird little things going on at once. Like, we've got to go to London. We've got a guy coming back who's maybe hurt, maybe not. We've got Aaron Rodgers doing his Aaron Rodgers stuff. There's just a lot of weird elements. And I think there's a chance for an upset here. I'm going to pick the Giants to lose just because, like, I'm – thinking people will have me committed otherwise. So I'm picking Green Bay to win 23-20. to 20. It's a close game. I, I, I think the Giants at all can do it this week. If the Giants can pull this off, I think they might start building a statue of uh, Brian Abel <laughs> already outside the entrance at uh, yeah. Stadium. Someone's probably, probably working on that as we speak, actually. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably not Joe Judge, but, yeah, somebody is. Um, Atlanta <laughs> at Tampa Bay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm i surprised that I'm picking the game to be this close, but I do think that uh, Tampa Bay, you know, we started the season with two road games and now is having their third uh, home game in a row. But I, I think this time uh, will be the charm, and I think uh, they win this one 27-24. Tampa Bay does. I um, am shockingly not going to pick Atlanta, and for good reason. 
not having Cordero Patterson really changes the look of this offense. And I know Marcus Mariota wants to be the gunslinger. He wants to be a runner and throwing and doing all of the things. But the offense runs through Patterson. And without that, and without that for a chunk of time, now we need to figure out a way to kind of like, you know, plug that hole, fill in the gaps. And I don't know how they're going to do that yet. So I don't think I'd want to be figuring it out against the pissed off Tom Brady at home. So I've got the Buccaneers winning this by 10, 31-21. You'll, you'll be happy to know that on one of my fantasy teams, my starting backfield um, before this week was Jonathan Taylor and Cordero Patterson. So obviously uh, it was so good until week, it all went but... so wrong. Oh, yeah, gosh. Well, not surprisingly, that team lost its first game of the season this past weekend, but uh, yeah. probably not the yeah, last game of the season, but we'll see. Um, I did have some depth there, but anyway, I digress. Nobody tuned in to hear about my fantasy team, so I'll keep picking here. Uh, Chicago at Minnesota, you know, again, I think Minnesota may not be in the upper echelon of NFC teams, but I think they're um, markedly better than the Bears, so I'm going to pick them by 11. I'll say the Vikings 28 and Bears 17. The Vikings are still a hot mess. The team doesn't make sense. It doesn't work. Why don't you throw to Adam Thielen? He's right down there. He's open and he catches footballs like it's his job because it is, in fact, his actual job as like at a Pro Bowl level. So I get Justin Jefferson is phenomenal, but if I know that he needs to be covered and I know where he is on the field, so does everyone else who's employed to do that. So I'm thinking you need to mix it up a little bit. Unfortunately, even the fact that Minnesota is a hot mess does not mean the Bears can beat them. Unfortunately, this Bears team with injuries and not having David Montgomery, this is a problem. And unfortunately, it's a problem I don't think they can solve in any meaningful way before Sunday morning. So I think Minnesota wins, and I think they win. 28-21. It's interesting that you um, think Minnesota's a hot mess for not throwing to Adam Thielen, but uh, yeah. um, you haven't said anything about the Rams being a hot mess for not throwing to anybody besides... Uh, oh, yes. I have, I've, got feelings, it, I've got feelings about that when we get to the game. Tyler Higby is on okay. every one of my fantasy teams. I am really upset about this. <laughs> okay. We'll get there. Um, <laughs> trying to keep, trying Detroit to keep the at New England. <laughs> Detroit at New England, if Mac Jones were healthy and playing quarterback, or maybe even if Brian Hoyer were healthy and playing quarterback, I'd be tempted to pick New England at home but uh, against that Detroit defense. But I just don't know how they're going to muster up enough offense even against that uh, putrid Detroit defense. This will be a little bit of an upset, but I'm going to pick Detroit here by 28-24. I'm also going to take Detroit. Um, I, I liked what I saw out of our, our little young gun who looks like Mac Jones light. <laughs> like, literally looks like Mac Jones. Um, I thought he, he was serviceable, but he doesn't have an offensive coordinator. He clearly hasn't been in a position where he's really had any meaningful snaps up until this point because Brian Hoyer was the number two all along. He got his brain scrambled, and now here we are. And I think he did a good job for what it was. But now Detroit has a week to prepare for him. 
They also have a good defense situation. They have a good scheme, especially against a rookie quarterback. So the fact that their entire offense might not even play the game, I still think Detroit can find a way. I think I think they win 27-20. Okay. Next up, Houston at Jacksonville, who um, would have thought at this point that Jacksonville um, could was a 500 team after having the number one pick for two seasons in a row, and I think they're actually going to get yeah. over 500 in this game. I think it'll be close, maybe closer than some think. You know, I don't think we should start crowning uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, mm-hmm. the boy wonder just yet, but I do think that they yeah. play well enough to win this. Uh, I'll go Jacksonville 28 over Houston 27. Okay, I had Jacksonville 27 over Houston 24, so we're in the same same ballpark here. Um, I like the Houston team. They're just not on the same level as a lot of other teams. They're just too young and too inexperienced, and they're working on that, and it's getting better, which is great. But Jacksonville is a, just feels a little hungrier right now. Almost were able to come back and steal that one in Philly after everything. They got big. It blew up. They came back. I think they have a little bit more fire burning, and I think that's going to be the difference. Um, so I think I think they're going to have a close one. I think I've got them winning 27-24. Chargers at Cleveland. This was, for me, one of the tougher games of the week to yeah. pick. I'm going to go with the Chargers. If Justin Herbert were 100% healthy, it wouldn't be too. And if he had Keenan Allen to throw to, then you know, this wouldn't be too much of a, a brain stumper for me. But um, I'm going to a brain, but I'm going to pick. Uh, Chargers anyway here, just because I don't think Cleveland has enough in the passing game to beat the Chargers. So I'll go with uh, the Chargers 27, Cleveland 24. Yeah, I'm actually going to go the other way on this one. I, and I I have no no issue with anything you just said and your reasoning. It makes sense. Like, I, like you said, this was a toss-up. But I think Cleveland has maybe a little more grit. I think they're a little tougher of a team right now. As long as Jadavion Clowney gets out there and Miles Garrett's out there and they're doing their job, they're disrupting things. Justin Herbert, obviously, we know, still playing injured. There is still some vulnerability and weakness to be exploited there, so to speak, if they can get to the quarterback. Um, Like you said, having Keenan Allen back does help your options an awful lot. But Cleveland's got a good run game, and I think it matches up well against these Chargers. I think Cleveland's going to stay with 28-27 in a whoever has the ball last gets to score and win this game. <laughs> I think it's going to be a good game. All right, next up we've got the upstart Jets hosting Miami. Who would have thought that uh, both New York teams would be 500 or better at this point in the season? Certainly not yeah. me, but there you have it. Um, Jets, I, I think they're going to pull this out. I'm just I think Miami, after that start, you know, had the letdown last week uh, at Cincinnati with Tua getting hurt and going on the road again, even though they had a long week. I'm just not convinced um, that, you know, their offense is going to be running on all, hitting on all cylinders this week. Jets, you know, some signs that some of their rookies may be uh, helping improve the team, and I'm going to pick the upset here. I'll say uh, Jets 27, Miami 21. I don't hate it. I don't hate that at all. Uh, you know, I I can get on board with the Jets winning this game. I thought you were going to say I was the crazy one here. But Teddy Bridgewater, yes, very serviceable quarterback. 
great backup. Again, Jalen Waddle is a little dinged up. I still think it'll work. Tyree Kill, they have some chemistry, but he is not um, – He's not utilizing the offense quite the same way that Tua was, which is they're just different style quarterbacks. And I think there's so much noise from the outside. There's so much with the scare on the field. And then all of the media, this was the story. This is all we've been talking about for a week and a half now. I think some of that drains you a little bit. It just wears on people. And I think the Jets are going to come in. I'm hoping there's a lot of Garrett Wilson catching footballs and Brees Hall. They've got a good run game, a good one too. You know, you've got a tight end, you've got a couple of receivers. It works right now. I think they just need to just stay in their lane and play their game and not get distracted by like, oh, I have to keep up and score 60 points because you don't. You don't have to do that. Play your game and you'll win. You'll win by three. I've got them winning 27-24. Okay, next comes the game, which I think both of us agree will probably be the the romp of the day, and that's uh, Pittsburgh at Buffalo. I'd like to give Pittsburgh a puncher's chance, but I just I can't really think of a realistic scenario unless uh, you know Kenny Pickett turns out to be the the next uh, great quarterback, which I'm having a little trouble envisioning. So anyway, I think Buffalo doubles up on Pittsburgh here. I'll say. Buffalo 34, Pittsburgh 17. Yeah, I I think it's maybe not the nicest thing in the world to have Kenny Pickett start against the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. (laughs) If you're trying to set someone up for success, that's maybe not the way to do it. If he were to come in and beat the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo, he he could potentially also have a statue in the very near future, but that's not going to happen today, especially as the Buffalo defense is getting healthier and uh, the offense is, is really just starting to click and really go. I just think that there's really no way that Buffalo loses this game or that it's even a close game. So I got Buffalo winning. <laughs> this feels terrible, um, but 33 to 21, like, it, it's not close, and I feel like those 21 points are garbage time points as it is. Okay, next up we've got uh, Seattle on the road again, uh, New Orleans, and New I'm Orleans by this. technically their second uh, home game in a row, but I think they're going to bounce back from the disappointing loss in London, and I think they're going to shut down the Geno Smiths, uh, well, maybe not shut them down, but at least slow them down enough. You know, New Orleans, much better defense than Detroit. And whoever plays quarterback there, if they have Alvin Kamara to hand off to and throw to, you know, I think they'll be fine. I'll say New Orleans 27, Seattle 24. If Jameis Winston plays quarterback in this football game, hell, if Taysom Hill were to play quarterback in this football game, I would pick – New Orleans to win. But I think it's going to be Andy Dalton. And that leads me to believe that Geno Smith is going to pull a rabbit out of his hat here. He's going to be throwing deep balls to run wide receivers that run fast and sometimes have to get carted off the field to go poop. Whatever works for you guys, it's working for Seattle. So just let the man take the card if he needs it. I think Seattle's going to, going to have a nice balance of a run game. It doesn't have to be dominant. Just keep the defense honest and then just Gunsling him down the field. I think Geno Smith can do this. I think he's going to pull off the upset, and he's going to win 27-24. It's close, 
It's entertaining. I want to watch this game. Next up is a game that I definitely do not want to watch, and that's uh, <laughs> uh, Commanders hosting the you know, the Titans. I, I guess it'll be fun to watch uh, Derrick Henry rough, run roughshod over Washington, but I, I think maybe Carson Wentz you know, gets some garbage time uh, points, but I, I think Tennessee, for me, is the better team here. I'll go Tennessee 27, Washington 20. See, I know, I know that the whole world wants me to understand that Tennessee is the better team, and they are on paper, but Washington's at home, which probably isn't even really an advantage at this point. You just have to hope sewage doesn't fall on you if you're at the game, because that happens with alarming regularity there. Um, but I, I do think that Washington is going to bounce back. It's going to be a tough one. It's going to be, a, you know, kind of a, a war run, one in the trenches in that Tennessee and, and they're not going to blow you away with how much they score. Derrick Henry just needs to be neutralized. You can do that. You can be all right. And I think they have a chance of at least blowing down that run game enough that they can steal one here 30 to 28. I'll be surprised if Washington scores 30 points in their next three games, much less than one game. <laughs> All right. Um, San Francisco at Carolina. I know you're not uh, on board with the Jimmy Garoppolo experience now or yeah. ever, but I think that I think he's a good enough quarterback that he should lead them to victory in this game. Um, I'll say Game manager Jimmy twenty eight and uh, I don't know what to call him Baker uh, twenty four. Yard sale, yard sale Baker. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Jimmy Baker, is. Charlie. Jimmy's coming to town to visit the yard sale at Old Bank of America Stadium, and again, just to always preface the four o'clock picks with there are only three games. What are we doing schedule balance-wise? doesn't make sense. Baseball doesn't impact this. Um, I digress. But, yes, the Fighting Jimmy – it will, but not yet. The Fighting Jimmy Garoppolo's are coming to town, and as much as I don't appreciate Jimmy Garoppolo or what he's doing for that team, I think you have better options. Um, I'm still going to pick him to win this game, mostly because the Carolina defense is hurt. And they weren't that great to be in with. Baker Mayfield is still out there looking a little lost on the field. And Christian McCaffrey is not healthy. I think San Francisco's got enough to win. And I think they win convincingly. I think they win 30-20. to 20. Okay. And next Don't like doing Cowboys it, but sometimes it has to be done. <laughs> We've got your Cowboys on the road against the Rams, and I'm actually going to pick them here. Uh, Rams, Whoa. I just you know, don't uh, think that Matthew Stafford's hitting on all cylinders right now for whatever reason. Dallas, uh, Cooper Rush, kind of hard to be sold on him, but it's working for whatever reason. I think it's going to continue to work here. I'll say Dallas on the strength of their defense, 24, Rams 21. I think the Cowboys winning 27-23. So I've got a, a little little bit more of a, a win there. But I think the Rams are a tough team. I don't think the Rams are a healthy team. And I think their offense, as we've all alluded to, has become really one-dimensional when they have 
two great running backs. They have a whole bunch of wide receivers that are very, very good. And Tyler Higby, the forgotten tight end who should be getting a million looks every week. Somehow Ty Conklin has stolen all of that on the other side of the country. Um, but I think the Cowboys will win. I think the lore of Cooper Rush will roll on to five games, and then maybe Dak Prescott's thumb is going to just fall right off if Jerry Jones doesn't think he wants to take Cooper Rush out of this game. Um, but I think I think they win. I think they go up early, and I think they they handle it. They handle it the whole way. Jerry Jones might play it off himself if he gets the chance. He might. I'm I'm certainly could see that happening six different ways. I mean, there's just no chance he wouldn't do that. <laughs> okay. Uh, next up, the last of the late Sunday games, we've got Philadelphia at Arizona in what I think is going to be one of the more entertaining games of the day. I'm going to pick the uh, hometown team to knock the Eagles. I'm going to pick the hometown birds against the visiting birds to knock the Eagles from the ranks of the unbeaten. Uh, I think uh, Arizona uh, – 31, Philadelphia 28 in the Zach Ertz uh, revenge game, if you can call it that. Yeah. <laughs> it's something. Um, my cat is very interested in the outcome of this one. She would like everyone to lose and her to eat them. That seems to be what's, what's happening here. Um, she did perk up when we start talking about birds. Unfortunately, they're not her kind of birds. The Eagles are are really trying hard to be a real functional football team. I don't know if it's smoke and mirrors yet, but it seems like it might be here to stay. Arizona, again, still some question marks. Kyler Murray's just running 80 yards to accomplish two yards. There's not a lot about their offense that currently makes a ton of sense, but I think this is going to be one of our shootouts of the day because neither defense is particularly impressive, uh, especially the few guys of the Eagles defense that were are now all injured um and jj white's going to be or jj watt's going to be a problem uh you know the philadelphia secondary is going to be an issue for kyler murray they're pretty evenly matched but i think we go we go 33 to 30 i think the Eagles are going to kick a field goal and win this on the road sunday evening game yeah Sunday night game, we've got uh, another bird um, hosting. we got a cat the Ravens, and a bird. Uh, Cincinnati uh, at Baltimore. Uh, Joe Burrow had a big game at Baltimore last year. Uh, I think he's going to have another big game this year. I don't think they'll win by as much as they did last year, but I still think this is also a high-scoring game, even more high-scoring than the last one. And I think Cincinnati wins it on a late field goal, I'll say, uh, Cincinnati 34, Baltimore 31, and what I think is going to be one of the better games of the day. Baltimore's got to right this ship. I've got them winning 33 to 28, so I have them a little larger margin, but about the same thing. Um, they got to get it together. you got to win the games you're supposed to win, and that's not what they're doing. This is a game they have to have. They're, they're a more complete team than Cincinnati. Just overall, I know there's injuries, but there's injuries on both sides. Take advantage of Cincinnati now before they get back to full strength on defense. This is the week. you got to do it. They're at home. It's the perfect storm. Um, I think if, I just, I think they're going to have a good, a good offensive output. It's going to be even. We're going to have runs. We're going to have passes. It's not just going to be Lamar all over the place. I think everything works. Cincinnati's going to bring a hard fight, but Baltimore's going to out-edge them. Okay, and then finally the Monday night game, uh, Raiders and Chiefs. I always 
think of a rivalry when the Raiders were still in Oakland, but uh, even now yes. in Las Vegas, this is still a good rivalry. Um, Chiefs, I think they're just you know, showing themselves, even with the uncertainty of wide receiver this year, I think they're just showing themselves to be the superior team so far, and I think that will continue. I'll say Chiefs 31, Raiders 20. I, um, I, as I'm sure you figured out from my picks earlier, I am picking the Raiders to win this game and win it. It's going to be the fourth quarter, but win it convincingly. I've got them winning 31 to 27. I just think that there's going to be a lot of offense on both sides of the football. I don't think the defenses are really going to be as much of a factor, but I think Derek Carr is going to lead a game winning drive and finally get some respect. I'm here for it. Let's do this. Is not <laughs> I'm just spellbound here. But, uh, keep going. <laughs> anyway, so I uh, I did not I did not die on the Commanders Hill as I did last week predicting a, a big upset that didn't work out great for me. But this week this could be the one. This is the upset I'm going with. But this <laughs> That brings us to the end of our game predictions. We've given you a lot to think about, a lot of different scenarios to think about. So if you have more questions, you can find us all week long all over social media on Twitter at the number 4 show at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. We're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. And you can email us at the number 4 show at gmail.com. Before we let you go, a couple of daily fantasy pick options for you. You know who to start. These are your value guys to plug in that are going to give you some good bang for your buck. And number one on that list is one Carson Wentz because I am not off this bandwagon and the price is so right and he's going to have to throw the football. So just think about that. Billy Zappi also checking in as is Zach Wilson. Not entirely sure what his uh, comfort level with his receivers are, but he's going to get the ball down the field. At running back, Kareem Hunt, Raheem Mostert, and Travis Etienne are all good values this week. Garrett Wilson, uh, again, along with Zach Wilson, I think Garrett Wilson's going to have a big day. Michael Gallup, looking to return, getting healthy. I like that. DJ Moore, George Pickens, and Jamal Agnew, who is getting a ton of looks in Jacksonville. Might as well ride that while it's hot. At tight end, Gerald Everett, Dalton Schultz, who looks like he's getting a little bit healthier. Logan Thomas and uh, four defenses. Both the Cowboys and the Commanders are checking in there. So we've got some value picks. Some games a little more suited for it than others, but we have taken you through everything you could possibly need to win your week five daily fantasy, season-long fantasy, bragging rights at the water cooler. Whatever game you're playing, we have you covered. And like we said, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with you next Wednesday night at our normal time, 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. So thanks so much, guys. Good luck to your teams, unless, of course, you're playing us. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.